listening to the White Oak Houston podcast, the official podcast of White Oak Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. White Oak exists to help people come alive to the wonder of the gospel and fully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit us online at whiteoakchurch.net. Welcome, everybody, to the White Oak Houston podcast. This is Pastor James, and with me, as always, is Pastor John. And in this podcast, we talk about um, all kinds of things related to church and to God and, and really any other question that you guys have. And, and we're continuing on in a series in which we're talking all about community. And, and we think community is important. We push it a lot at our church. We think that every Christian should be in some form of close community where they uh, can know other people and where they can be known themselves. But today, we have a really honest question, and, and I like this question because I do think it's coming from the heart. I don't think it's ill will or anything. And the question is, what if I just don't want to be in a community group? (laughs) It's a very simple uh, question. And I think that we have all felt that at times. Pastor John, what would you say to someone who says they don't want to be a community just because they don't feel like it? Yeah, well, I, I have five things that I would I would say to them. But just starting off, I think that I, I, I love the honesty of this question. And I think also it's one of those things where um, I think maybe a lot more people think this than really say it, but that they give another reason for why I'm too busy or something when in reality mm-hmm. they just don't want to be in a group. Right. And so I think if somebody was saying that or if someone was kind of feeling that in their heart is like my church is putting forth this community thing and groups and getting together and sharing a meal, sharing your life. And, you know, I just don't think it's important. I just don't want to do that. I'd say five things. And the first thing I would say is that to a degree it's normal to feel that way. Uh, I think both of you and I can relate with the fact that there are times where Maybe we um, haven't wanted to be in community as much as other times in life or a certain week where I just don't want to go or um, a season where I feel like it's just not important because I'm busy or something. Or honestly, I just don't like it when I go. I, I, you know, I go gather with people and it's not something that I'm really into. Um, I think it's normal to feel that way. And I have a few reasons for that. Number one, because community takes time. Like it takes time out of our schedule in life. And so uh, we should be good with our time and manage it well. And so, you know, it's normal when something appears to maybe want to take more of your time to kind of resist it initially. Also, community can be messy because people are messy. Anywhere people get together, there's going to be some problems. And so it's kind of normal to maybe not want to be a part of some of those kinds of things. I think community also reveals our broken parts, um, our sins, our vices, our struggles. And so it's kind of natural, though not right, um, to maybe resist a place where we might be encouraged to grow or to give up certain sinful habits in our life. Um, Another thing I just want to mention really quickly is I think I've noticed in a lot of young men, especially young dads, I know it's the stage of life that I'm in, um, a lot of times if they're new to the church or new to the faith, um, they don't know much about the Bible or God or faith, and they're, they're kind of afraid that a community group will reveal that. Um, they can go sit in a service and they're learning, but the idea that they would go to an environment where other people would know more about something than them is kind of intimidating. And so I think, once again, that community kind of reveals that, and it's kind of natural to maybe not want that revealed. Um, there's also social pressure, anxiety. We talked about last week uh, being an introvert. You know, like that's legit hard for people. You're an introvert. You talk about that. Confession. Yeah, th- those are all real things. Uh, but what I would say is, but God wants us to grow beyond those things so they don't control us. God does not want your life controlled by your social anxiety or by your introversion or by um, your, you know, not wanting to overcome a sin. And so it's kind of normal and natural to kind of feel a little resistance towards community. Um, but it's the dying fleshly part of you and not the spirit of God in you. And so God wants us to push beyond those things. And so um, though it's normal to feel that way, I would say um, don't stop there, uh, push forward. That makes a lot of sense, John. So what about number two? 
Okay, so this one, I want, I want to preface by saying, like, I don't think this is the case for most people. And wherever this question came from, I, I'm going to assume this is not what this person, this is not their thing. Um, but it, it's a possibility, so I have to say it biblically. Um, if someone says, I just don't want to be in a community group, maybe the reason is maybe you're not a Christian. Um, yeah, I know, for real. I, we don't talk about that a lot in the church today. I know back in, like, the history of the church, like, pastors would, would really kind of encourage their members to, like, make sure you're saved. You might not be saved. You think you are, but you're not. And, I mean, that's a legitimate thing. Um, in Ezekiel 36, uh, God basically tells his people when he redeems them that he will give them a new heart, a new spirit. And so that's basically like they're going to have new desires, like like because of their true relationship with him, um, they're going to become different people. And so for some people, honestly, if you're kind of going to church and you just don't want to be in a community group, it is maybe an option that maybe you're not a Christian yet. Maybe the spirit of God is not indwelling in you uh, because you receive the spirit through faith in Christ. Um, in Galatians 5.17, it says, for if the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh... For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing things you want to do. And so really what Paul tells the church in Galatia is like, um, if you're truly a Christian, you still have your flesh, like your old nature that's dying, but you've also got the spirit that, that has like completely new desires. And so there's a contrast there. And if you have none of that contrast in your life, if you have no desire to gather with community, if you have no desire to give with other people and to, to pray and be encouraged and talk about your life and encourage other people, then um, maybe you're not a believer. You know, So that's something you have to consider. Romans 12, 2 also says, do not be conformed to this world, uh, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And so there's, there's a, a new thing birthing in your life. And so um, once again, I don't think that's probably the case, but for some people, if you really have no desire for community, um, that would be cause to pause and maybe think about, like, am I really a believer in Jesus Christ? Hmm, sounds like you're saying there's a difference between, like, sort of resisting some of the things that come along with it. You know, it can be hard. It takes time versus just having really no yeah, desire to exactly. meet, like, with the church, with brothers and sisters. I mean, it's your family, and I think yeah. you, you pointed that and so, out. And so if someone's saying this to you, you'd have to ask them, okay, so do you feel no desire or you're just kind of resisting it for some reason? There's a big difference there. Good thoughts. All right, so number one, it's, it's normal to feel that way. I think we all feel that way sometimes. You, you mentioned number two, uh, maybe the person needs to check their heart and see, am I really in the faith? Uh, am I a follower of Jesus and, and do I love his church? What about number three? So if someone says, I, you know, I know we've got these things called community groups and I just don't want to be in one. The third thing I would say is that if someone is saying that community is most likely an area you need to mature in. Um, I would say to that person, um, no matter how long you've been in the church, no matter how much you know about the Bible, no matter how spiritually strong you think you are, no matter if you've been on, you know, eight mission trips, no matter if you say all the right stuff and you lift your hands during worship, Right. Um, you might be immature in your faith still. Um, in Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. And so that's an important uh, passage because there's a distinction between like the last point where it's like you might not be a Christian, but this passage, I believe, is written to people in the church who are Christians, and yet what God is basically telling them is like, you're a believer, but you need to mature in the fact that you don't want to gather with other believers. And so he sees that immaturity, and he calls them to maturity, which is gathering together. And so there are people who are truly believers in Jesus Christ, truly saved, truly have the Spirit in them. And yet if you're truly a believer and you don't desire community, um, then probably you have a lot of um, maturation that you need to have happen in your life, and community kind of makes that happen. In Ephesians 4, 1 through 4, it says, Paul says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner 
worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. And so what Paul basically calls those believers to is like, like unity. Like part of Christian maturity is unity in your spirit, in your presence, in your life. And so literally, uh, we're supposed to um, bear with one another in love. We're supposed to be patient, humble, and gentle with each other. Somebody resisting community or getting in community is not, you know, living those things out, you know. So I would say that once again, like this is like what I just read right there, how God urges us to come together and bear together. That is the Spirit's work in a believer's life. And so if that desire is growing in you, that's a good thing. And that, if that desire is not growing in you, then there's a problem. And so um, one of the things I, I think is really important is that if you are desiring to gather in community less, that means you're not growing spiritually, right? You can't be growing in the things of the Lord and, and coming to like God's people less, right? You, you, can't, you can't be loving God and hating people, right? That, that's how people, like evil dictators come about, where they, you know, say they're doing God's work, but then they're being, like, unloving to people. And so, you know, and I think this is important for a lot of people that they, even as the years we've seen, like, people who, you know, maybe even once we admired, but they're not involved in the church now or whatever, it's like, you know, they, they got less mature, like they backslid to a degree. And so I would say that if someone does not desire to be in community, um, then that's not birthing the spirit in their life. That's more attributing to the flesh. And so, um, and I think all of us can experience, I've experienced in my life that the seasons when I've wanted community the least is when I needed it the most, right? Um, when I don't want to go is the week I really do need to actually go. And so, and obviously we know there, there's weeks you miss, this is not legalistic, you know, um, but, but at the, at the core of it, um, you know, we should want to gather with God's people. And so if you're, if you're kind of resisting it or say you just don't want to be in a group, um, then probably just means there's some maturity in your life that needs to happen. And a group's a great place for that. I love how you have this like holistic approach to the Christian life. So it's not just knowing the Bible, it's being a community and it's not just serving, but it's loving in the context of community. I don't know why I just had this image on the throat. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. So it's like the, it's like when you go to the gym and you like just work out your arms, right? You know, so you got the guys who have like big arms, skinny legs, you know, so it's like you you got this holistic, we got to work out your core, you know, that's what groups Mm. do, you know, so just take it or leave it. If you like that analogy, if that works for you, if not, just strike it from the record. My sermon this week. Sounds good. All right. So number four, uh, what would you tell someone? Um, I would say someone, man, this is so important. Um, if someone does not feel like they want to get in community and, and get beyond just the service of the church and really get to know people in a smaller setting at open, but if someone does not want to do that, I would say live out, live out of obedience until the feelings come. Um, simply stated, just uh, let the commands of scripture trump your preferences if you need to. Um, this is so vital because I think a lot of times we're controlled by our feelings. And yet a couple of scriptures that really helped me in this is Second uh, Timothy 4.2, where Paul writes to a young pastor and says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. And so pretty much what he says is, Timothy, you're called to be a preacher. And whether you feel like it or not, preach the word, right? Whether the church is booming or not, preach the word. And so be ready in season and out of season. So basically do the right thing regardless of how you feel. Um, And then also Psalm 40, verses 1 through 2. And I I give this passage a lot in pastoral care for things like depression and just people that are in a funk where where David says, when he was in a depression, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. 
He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. And so it's this image of like he's, he's waiting for God. He doesn't feel it. doesn't feel close to God. doesn't feel like the right desires. But I'm going to wait for you, God, and I'm going to keep obeying what you've called me to do. Because in the Psalms, there's this clear image of like, even when you don't feel like things are going well, keep obeying God. And eventually his statutes and his ways will lead you out of that thing. And so if, you've decided, if you go to the scriptures and you're like, hey, I should be in community. If I read Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 and say, hey, I'm supposed to gather together, um, then if, if you know that's the biblical truth but you don't feel like it, obey it, right? Just, just do it, even against your feelings. And eventually what happens is the feelings are going to come. Um, in our, our culture, we have this toxic idea that we should wait until we feel like doing something before we do it. Mm. Yeah, there's even like scientific research coming out. There's a really great TED Talk called um, You're Never Going to Feel Like It. Just, just YouTube, um, You're Never Going to Feel Like It, TED Talk um, on YouTube. Uh, I've actually referenced it in a sermon before, and it's amazing. It's like actual data that basically says that the people that actually grow and, and, and become better versions of themselves are the people that don't wait till they feel like it to do something. So even if you don't feel like working out, you still work out, right? And basically it says that we're, we're basically inclined um, to not want to grow for some reason. There's a brokenness in us to a degree. And so even scientific research is saying, like, if you just follow your feelings, you're going to regress as a, as a human and as an individual. And so community often call, like, like pulls us forward in a really good way in relationships and our faith. And so, therefore, our sin nature kind of resists that, right? The same party that wants to, like, not get up in the morning and get out of bed, you know, sometimes is the same part that says, you know, yeah, don't be in a group. Yeah, you don't need people, you know. Um, a few other things I would say is like, cause what happens if you only follow your feelings, eventually you're just going to kind of have like a, like a downward spiral. Uh, but in my life, there are several things that like I absolutely love, but I didn't love them at first. And so one is community itself. I didn't used to like it, but I love it now. Number two, worship services. Like, honestly, I didn't, you know, I wasn't that into it growing up. I wasn't the kid that vibed it growing up, you know, I just loved it. I didn't love the music or things like that, but I, I grew to love it. Now it's like my favorite hour of the week. Listening to sermons used to bore me. Now I love it. Um, I get a lot out of it. Yeah. I love listening to your sermons, James. Uh, Number four, tithing. Honestly, it sounds crazy. I used to not like giving away my money, crazy thought. But, you know, I started doing it. And now, like, every time I give money away, like, to the church or to anyone, I'm like, it's almost like, yeah, like, I don't live for money. You're like, I'm proving it. Um, And then also empathizing with other people. Like, that's not my natural instinct. I'm not the most compassionate person naturally. But the Spirit of God has done a work in my life, and I even truly like counseling people, which I'm an ENTJ-type pastor, and so that's not in my natural wheelhouse. Um, but because I've done it when I didn't want to because I had to, I've seen the beauty that comes from it. And so now I long for that. I long to see marriages healed and relationships restored and people growing in their faith. And so um, I would just say for someone that if it's important to shape your, your body and your mind for it to be healthy, we also have to shape our hearts. And so for someone that doesn't feel like they want to do it, I would say if you do it, if you take that step, you will not regret it. It'll be one of the best things you've ever done. Mm, good point, John. So in terms of rounding off this podcast, so you got someone there, they're resisting this idea of community. They just don't want to go. Uh, what's the last thing that you would share with them from just a pastoral heart? I would say probably... Um, if you don't like it, um, I mean, it's in a, a good way. You, you don't get it. Um, if you don't like it, you don't get it. Um, everything that God calls us to is, is good for us. Um, and so um, all people, including myself, that I know that are really in community life really love it. And so let me just give you an example. So, like, this is what we do in community groups. We share meals together. We make friends. We pray for each other. We encourage each other. We rejoice with each other. 
We read the Bible together. We pray together. We laugh together. We develop meaningful relationships, and we get to know new people, right? Who would not want to do that? <laughs> you know, it, it, awesome. It's amazing, right? It's a great experience. And so I would say probably someone that just doesn't want to, um, I would say there's probably something in you where you have the wrong image of what it is. Maybe you were in a bad small group before, or maybe Sunday school was boring to you growing up, and that's your model of community group. Honestly, maybe you're taking your image of community from the world, which you know is not good at forming true, honest, authentic community. I would say if, if there's something in you that resists it or doesn't seem appealing to you, um, then honestly, you, you probably don't know what it is. And like that Romans 12 passage says, you need to have your mind renewed. Like this is a really great thing. And the people in our church that are the closest to the church, that have the best experience, that have the most relationships, that feel the most edified are the people in community. It's not the people on the fringes. And so I would just tell someone like to, to lean in because what I think community does is it really provides um, three deep desires within us. It helps us know God more, which we long for. Um, number two, it helps people helps you find people that can support you in this life, which who doesn't want that? And then number three, it helps you find people who you can support in this life. And we have this longing, I think, to be benevolent and help people to a degree. And so I would just say that anyone that's really kind of resisting it, there's probably something within them where they're kind of misunderstanding what it is. And so my pastoral advice would be just to do it, commit for an entire semester or season, or, or you know, we do ours by semester. So our current groups are going to be going for the next 15, 14 weeks. Um, lean into it, go to it as often as you can, and then literally evaluate it at the end. Was that a good thing for me to do? And I just promise you it will have been a really good experience for you. And then you will have grown, and now you've got a new great um, habit and desire in your life. Mm. So before I ask you for some final thoughts, I just want to uh, hit on something you talked about in terms of someone who may have had a bad experience in the past. And I think that really does sometimes shape the way that we, the resistance that we have towards stepping into community today. And I would just like to speak uh, pastorally to that. If you've had a bad experience with like a small group in the past, don't let that shape your present experience. That's like having, you know, thinking about a past bad relationship and letting that define your current marriage. You know, you, yeah. you've got to seek to, 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 to have a new day, right? The, the Lord wants us to have a new day and a new work in our lives. And so uh, if you've been like burned or if you had a bad experience in the past, I, I just encourage you just give it a shot again. Yeah. G- give it a shot in this new season. Um, just recognize that people aren't perfect, but that God does desire for us to be in community. And when we obey him, that he, he blesses that and mm-hmm. he blesses that in your life. So any final thoughts for us, Pastor John, on this, this topic? Yeah, Whoever you are, wherever you're listening to this right now, I want you to lean into what I'm about to say Um, because I think you need to – I want to speak this over your life. I want you to maybe stop what you're doing. I really want you to hear this because this is what the enemy wants to take away from us. Here's what God wants you to know. It's a new day. Like it's a new day. Um, Your past is irrelevant in the gospel, and God is doing a new work in your life. And part of that new work is building you into other believers and growing you in community and whatever's happened in the past, just like what you were just saying, it's over, right? It's time for a new start. It's time for a new beginning. And so don't let the past or even, even the way you've been shaped and now you're thinking about things for the future, don't let that impact how you approach community. Get to know God. Get to know people. Love God. Love people. Simplify your life. Build it around those things. Dive into community. Forget the past because it's a new day. And I believe if you have that mindset, if you're always looking forward to what God's doing, Um, you're going to have a great experience and you're going to grow and you'll get into community and you'll ultimately love it. 
Awesome. Well, there you have it. Some, some very pastoral thoughts on um, community and why it's important in our lives and how we can overcome some of the resistance that we feel to, to joining into community. Thank you guys so much for, for listening, as always. If you have any questions on uh, the Bible, faith, God, church, politics, anything at all, we would love to cover those topics in this podcast. You can always email us at info at whiteoakchurch.net. That's I-N-F-O at whiteoakchurch.net. We would love to hear your thoughts and feedback. And as always, until next time, we love you and God bless.